T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can get this on the normal Apple Podcast feed for the DA show or its own Apple Podcast feed. It's available on Radio.com, CBSSportsRadio.com, and other places that podcasts are downloaded. Now, Mraz, I think that this morning, Tuesday morning, I think you really got under the skin of Pete the Body. When Shocking. You, when you questioned the culture or what have you of going to see Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune in person, and you said it's a loser move. It is. I think, it that, is. I think that Pete really took offense to that because you were calling him a loser, then you said he had inner problems, I believe. A it, social... Uh, he had no life. Yeah. And had, that's why he had to go see Jeopardy in person. He had no social life. Look, again, I get it. Am I looking for a tub of cheese and beers? And I, You can make all the jokes you want. I understand where you guys are coming from. The point still stands. We're talking about two long-running television shows where you, the audience, have nothing to do with. It's not like family... Uh, I'm sorry, Price is Right, where you're running down. And you have no skin in the game. So the idea that Pete, who complains about, you know, leaving his town at anything to go to anywhere, will get on a train, go to the city, go to Radio City Music Hall. I know some of you guys listen to understand. It's not the easiest trek for a Pete to make. To go in and sit down and watch two episodes of Jeopardy, to me, is a loser move. It's... It's, I got nothing better to do. This sounds like it's cool. There's You You have to be silent the whole time, except for a rare slight applause. You, you give Trip back, you throw him a bone with a little laughter at one point, and that's it. It's stupid. But you saying that Pete has no social life and inner problems, and that's because why you, he went. Look, let's... That's not nice. Let's just say this is filmed on a Friday. Friday afternoon, Friday night. Well, you could say it's not nice all you want. You're telling me he doesn't have nine other things that are better to do than going to Radio City Music Hall and watch Jeopardy? Well, maybe he really wants to experience that. That's my point. What's the experience there? You make well, fun of me about tailgating and all that. That's an experience. What I would like to know, honestly, without trying to question my experiences, sell me on the experience of Jeopardy. I, What's to sell? Well, you don't have one. 
I'm just saying that other people might not have the same interests as you, and that's I get it. And they could be interested in other things, and that doesn't make them a loser. Perfect example. I'm not into painting, but people go to these paint while they drink wine thing. Have you seen these? He's a trendy. Yes, yeah. Okay. I don't think you're a loser for doing that. That may not interest me. I think that's hey, that's cool. Good for you. People are really into, especially in New York, these axe throwing things. Now you go to these bars and you chuck an axe in the wood. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go there with somebody yielding an axe. Is going to a Broadway show loser? I don't think that's a loser move. I don't. That's more theatrical. It's, you know, it's history. I want to go to New York City, see Broadway. It's people are singing, they're dancing. I don't like it. I don't think you're a loser. I think that's your interest. I think sitting down to watch a half an hour television <laughs> show where people are answering questions is a loser move. What about watching SNL? I kind of feel the same way about SNL. I get... I want to be transparent. I like SNL better than I like Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy. I kind of feel like because there's a musical act that goes with it. Uh, well, how about watching in real time comedians like riff off one another and act and like seeing the behind I'm, the scenes of how something's built like that? I I think that's fun. I think I think comedy strikes me as entertainment. I don't think people guessing letters on a board or <laughs> answering history questions and you watching them do that. Is much of a social life. I think it's a loser move. Well, what are, what are you gaining from that experience that you wouldn't gain watching that show at home? Well, I guess if you, well, you just get to see, I guess, behind the scenes and feel like you're part of it. If that's your favorite show. I, again, I would question your own attitude if that is your favorite show. But, like, again, you there's a million comedy shows in New York City. Million Broadway plays. Pete couldn't go do that. He had to go watch Jeopardy be filmed two episodes. And his big sell was he got two episodes. Oh, Pete, you had to stay a whole hour. I mean, come on. It's probably less because I'm assuming they're not including the commercials while you're there. They cut them out and let's go. It's a bad job by Pete. It's a bad job by Pete. Well, look, if you're going to go and that's interesting, that's fine. But then take bite the bullet when we call you a loser because that's what you're being. Well, and Pete- 75% of our audience on Twitter poll, by the way, losers. Yes, yeah, 75% of our Twitter poll says it's fine to go to this. Because they probably don't want to admit that it's being a loser. They probably have a family member that wants to do it, <laughs> something like that. And I get it. you got to cover up. There's no, you, no way you asked them internally, face-to-face, no repercussions. They would say yes. You think there's a repercussion for voting anonymously on a web poll? Yeah. Well, they feel guilty that something their wife wants to do or something like that. I mean, there's no way. No way. I couldn't believe today when I read that. No, no in front of a studio audience. How many people are they turning away for Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy that, you know, try not to get the road? It just goes back to you bagging on Pete for everything. You I, call him a loser. I'm tired of it. You call him a I loser. I am so tired. Tired of, of what? I am so tired. We did a 60-minute episode three <laughs> three episodes ago, I think, on the PGP. Guys, I, uh, I have been a turkey hunted around here on the DA show for a long time, picked on at every turn. Now I can't pick back on Pete. Pete was hooting and hollering himself, laughing away when Pierno's making uh, stupid rant jokes about me and Samter's calling in. Pete loved every bit of it. I call Pete a loser for going to Wheel of Fortune, and it gets turned around, and I'm the bad guy. I mean, guys, let's not throw stones if we live in a glass house. Pivoting to the Rona. <laughs> well, I guess this is all about the Rona. Because... I'm sorry. I don't mean to let because it's terrible. Like, it's, it's terrible people are getting sick, but just the idea that we've been able to shorten this to the Rona. It's catchy. It is catchy. So Rich Ackerman, who does headlines around here and has since the dawn of the of the network. Right, and before then has been around forever, friends with Regis Philbin. Is a no, is a noted germaphobe. Big time. Very public around here. And he wipes down everything all the time. He has tons of Lysol wipes. Hoards our paper towels. Hoard the paper towels. 
has Lysol spray. I mean, goes above and beyond. Does not shake your hand. Has been, I mean, just... But rides that New York City subway every day. The public germaphobe around here. Because you're now a little worried about that Roan, and because people are selling out Lysol, I mean, at my local grocery store, no Lysol, no no, no Lysol wipes. Don't Lysol... Oh, the Lysol wipes. I thought Lysol was a spray after I make number two in the bathroom. Lysol wipes. Do you have now a new respect for Ack? No. He bailed out yesterday. I'm pretty sure he bailed out because of the Rona. He, well, if he was out yesterday, definitely for the Rona. Yeah. Uh, no. Why am I going to... Because he, he's ultra clean. We all should be washing our hands. But he was like ahead that. of the curve. No, he wasn't. Because the moment the Rona Rona dies down here, we're we're all going to just go back to being piggish and then forget about it and then come so, back. But maybe he's protecting himself. I don't, I don't. And has been for years. I think Ack is just as susceptible to the Rona as I am. I really do. I don't think him wiping down with Lysol wipes at every turn changes things. I, I don't. Well, didn't you just clown on me yesterday for. For what? Not being as sanitary with the Purell as you are. You were clowning on me on the show. You're right. And I was saying what you're saying now, that look, we're all susceptible to it in this city. Forget right. trying to protect yourself. Oh, I'm getting caught in a hypocritical situation here. I'm trying. Look, you should take every precaution you can, but you're trying to paint Ack as he was super proactive about this. My point is now that we are here, Ack doing that, I'm doing that too. Ack doing it for years doesn't change the fact that he's more susceptible to Rona than I am taking every precaution now. Does that make sense? I don't know. I feel like if we're going to do it now, then he was ahead of the curve. He's been doing this for a while. Ahead of the curve. He's not the analytics department for the Oakland A's. He's been wiping his stuff down for years before that. And I've Roan. seen him get sick. I've seen him use sick days. What does that mean? The guy's gotten the same amount of sick times as I have. Are you sure about that? I am sure. He gets sick, believe me. And the guy eats snack wells like they're apples. They're not fruit. It's not getting the nutrients in there. <laughs> Still a cookie. We have brought up Peter Schwartz on a number of occasions on the oh, show. We have oh, oh, oh. we have dug in on him, gone in deep on him a number of times. Yes. He is in doing updates today and tomorrow. He has not left his update booth for four hours. So this is fat. I actually forgot until you just bring this up. This is how fascinating, how lost he got. When I walked in this morning around 4.45 a.m. Eastern, bogus right behind me about 4.55 Eastern. It was about a 10-minute gap between us. Pete comes up to me, how's Taylor, how's this, super talkative, and I'm just, you know, it's, I'm just getting in, my head hurts, I'm trying to get the sound together, yeah, yeah, Pete, okay. Bogus comes in, he's talking his ear off about Red Bull Arena and going to the soccer game, the moment, it was like he sensed your card pass being scanned in here, the moment you walk through those doors, Pete ducked into his little studio, and we have not heard a peep from Pete, we have not had a wave hello from Pete, Pete has completely hid from civilization, and it's not like all of a sudden he had more work to do once you walked in. No, he had started work at 4.45. He felt comfortable talking to me and you, and he completely dodged making eye contact with it you. Goes back to the it goes back to the tweet two weekends ago. Well, it goes back longer than that. It goes back to the challenge about his kid on Halloween. <laughs> but he was willing to come on the PGP to defend his kid at that right. point. After the tweet about the... Pucks. A free puck that he took from the mo the morning skate around to the Islanders skate around. Oh, my. He's done so much since then, I forgot about the free puck. I know. And I called him out, and we had a PGP about this, that you and I are accepting leadership roles around here. Right. And Council. Being, and being newsroom sheriffs. 
he now is worried about anything because I'm the one guy that'll say, what what's up with that? People? And you could bring the house down. His house of shame, if you will, <laughs> that's been built on free pucks and Snapple bottles and everything else that comes with it. That house is ready to come down, and he's got to dodge it. He doesn't want to make eye contact. So Cheryl probably gave him the pep talk. Don't you look at Damon. Don't even look at him. I think that Cheryl has a distaste for me because I think she's a big defender of Pete, and she knows that Pete's been put in a, a, a couple of under the heat lamp a couple times. Right, an enabler. Let's call it like it is. Enabling is in that situation. And since that, we talked about this on Monday's show about how he posted a picture of his kid grabbing four different lacrosse balls from a Long Island minor league lacrosse game. <laughs> I love the image. He's just grabbing the balls. He wasn't giving them. He just grabbed That's them. That's what we saw. So <laughs> Pete does not want that on. But he wants it out there because he I puts know, it on social yeah. media. So he doesn't want me to approach him about it. He just doesn't want to be asked about it. He wants to take yeah, the bows of his right, kid getting the four right. balls. But he doesn't want to have to answer any negative press about it. He's controlling the media's narrative around this. Unless he's ducking being asked to come on our show because he knows how it's gone poorly in the PGP before. Right, and he doesn't want to get in that ring and get knocked out in the <laughs> <Yeah>. second round. <laughs> He'd ra- but isn't that trying to live a fake life, though? Aren't you just trying to show the world how great it is that your son's got four balls and you don't want to come in and talk about it? I would say so. If you're willing to share on social media and be so proud, you should be willing to answer some questions about it. I would agree, but and it was very evident. It should note, we had discussed pre-show, and he's supposed to be back in tomorrow, so we'll see what tomorrow brings, Wednesday. We discussed pre-show, hey, maybe we get Pete in there and let's put Pete to the heat lamp. I was a little, I didn't know if Pete would agree to it. I went out, I would say in the first two hours, at least three or four times during breaks, can I find Pete, can I poke around? He couldn't try to look more busy. I mean, headphones on, locked in in that studio. It was like, I didn't even know if he was on the air. I didn't know if I was able to open this thing up. He, he came in with a game plan to avoid you. We wanted to maybe present the situation. He might have been 10 steps ahead of us thinking the situation might have been presented. And I, if you want to see somebody 400 pounds play hide-and-go-seek in your life, I mean, he's the greatest at it. Mink said he must be stopped. I wonder if Mink's going to be in over these two days to say something to Schwartz. I just tried saying hello to Mink before, and all I got was a grumble back. So I don't know what kind of mood we got Mink in or if maybe he's gotten that men in black zapper zapped in his face by Schwartz. It should be noted that Monday morning you were a little frustrated by a lack of audio that was supposed to be put in the system. Yes. We had some fun on the air about some of the poor cuts that were put in the system on Monday. You have been, I think, and I don't, I wasn't privy to the meeting yesterday, but you and Bilotti were in a meeting with a higher-up and Amazing. for about an hour after the show, and it sounded like you guys were employed to change the newsroom culture. Yes, we were. We were, now, hey, talk 20, to these guys. 24 hours later, do you accept the challenge, and do we have any early movement? Yes, so our boss, the higher-up, that's now followed up an email after our meeting with certain staff members whom he may feel are lacking, and we directed him at which ones may be lacking. There was a response email that felt like a lot of excuses. It felt like I was reading something I would have written back in 2014. <laughs> I approached those people today, on Tuesday, about the email to further explain, because hey, I think this is what happens. You meet with a higher-up. The higher-up plays a game of telephone and gets to there. I think some of what maybe you say to the higher-up or what me or Bot, Pete would have said to the higher-up gets lost in translation. Then the excuse answer back becomes about a bunch of the stuff that didn't really matter in the meeting. I wanted to face this head-on and cut off the middleman. Wow, nice leadership. So, so I discussed this with said people. I think we have an understanding. I think we have uh, a notion of where they went wrong and where they were confused as to other stuff that I didn't really care about them doing wrong. 
And I think starting tomorrow, we should have a little bit of a middle ground here. And I hope that this only trickles down. Now, I can only hope this gets passed on, you know, show. show. I'm not seeing everybody, especially when I'm running out of here 45 minutes after a show. (laughs) I can only lead for so much, but the, the breadcrumbs are there. It's about changing the culture. And unlike Kenny Atkinson, I'm not looking to get ousted here. I'm not looking for people to talk behind my back. We're here to stay. We're going to re-sign D'Angelo. Well, here's the thing I want you to realize. I don't want you changing the culture to happen over 48 hours. It's a long process. Right. You have to stay on these guys. It's a long play. Be patient, but keep stay consistent. Right. That's the only way you change a culture. You is can't you, forget about it four months later and then go back to it. The only way to change a culture is to change it every day. Every day. And it's something that I struggled with around here, changing the culture. But Now, what NFL head coach's book did you read to get that quote out of? <laughs> it is just that if you ask somebody to do something one day and then you're inconsistent with the message the next couple of days, that first day that you asked it, you cannot ask that again a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now. It's got to be every single day. So I want I don't want you guys to lose you know, momentum right. and juice. You and Pete can do this. I really believe I it. I agree. You guys are elder statesmen around here now. I agree. So, look, I come in tomorrow. I look for what I'm looking for. If I see the same acts have been done, you go on it. Or I'll take a page out of my own book. If the acts are done, I will compliment them for doing the job they're supposed to do. Because like me, I got to teach from what I know. A little pat on the back goes a long way. By remind, if I'm just going to harp on them with the negative and never credit them with the positive, then I think the message might get lost in translation. I would agree. So these are all, look, you know, you've been in the business a long time. These are all tricks you learn here. And this is going to continue to do this. I just want to see a year from now the newsroom culture being totally different because you and Pete took a leadership role, and I think it's possible. I do, too. I don't know that some of the negativity will change around the newsroom. There no. might be. Look, you get 53 guys in a locker room. You know, some are going to listen to hip-hop. Some are going to listen to heavy metal. It's hard to get everybody in the same And stage. some people are just frustrated because they've hit, you know, kind of a fork in the road for right. their careers. Right. Or they've hit a bit of a ceiling. You can't help that, but right. you can help change the culture I agree. of the execution right. of their job. People are going to hate who they're going to hate, but it's a matter of if they're doing the job or not. 855-212-4227. So just stay on it. That's my advice. I will be all over it. Stay on it. All over it. Unless they got that Rona, then I'm backing off. No, you got to back off that Rona. Well, Thursday and Friday, you and Bogus are in co-hosting in for me. I'm very excited about this. For sure. Very happy about this. Shep steps into your role. So what a foursome. Right up from the G League. It's, I mean, look, you're just going to have to get through this stretch. It's a home and home. I just hope it's not a disaster because then they're going to pull the plug on you quick. It will not be a disaster. The show is... Look, it's gonna miss. It's not gonna miss a beat, but you know what I mean. It's we're gonna hop in there. We're gonna do the DA show. You're gonna hear your sound check. You're gonna hear your stunt to a news. You're gonna hear your epic fail. We're gonna have a fun old time. Okay. We're there for the laughs. You're there for the takes. There's plenty to talk about. This March Madness is NFL free agency. I mean, I'm sure McAfee will lead Brady. We might talk some talk a little Brady, and okay. we'll go from there. All right. Okay. Well, look forward to that on Thursday and Friday. Moraz and Bogish are filling in along with Pete the Body. They'll all be there as I am out. This is the first time. In show history, Mraz and the crew has been allowed to fill in for me on a regular DA show. It's big time. Not a holiday. Yeah. Non-Christmas Day, Mraz. is a real tough gig to get. Okay. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll see if uh, Schwartz comes out of his badger hole here over the next 24 hours. (laughs) Side B straight ahead. All right, welcome inside Side B of the PGP. This is Baraz, executive producer of the DA Show, joined by the bogeyman himself, 
Andrew Franklin Bogish is in the house. Andrew, how are you? Sean, I'm doing well. For the record, Franklin's not my middle name, but whatever. What is your middle name? Ryan. You, Ryan. That does make R-Y-A-N. sense. You actually look like you should just be a Ryan. I think I almost was. I think that maybe now my brother's middle name is also Ryan because my mom Why? because my mom asked me when he was about to be born. What should his middle name be? And I said Ryan, like mine. And she said, "Okay, great. That sounds cute." Well, you know what? That has a nice ending. And there we go. But I don't. I, I want to say that Ryan was in the chase to be my first name, and it just ended up being the middle name when Andrew won out. Andrew was Mister Freeze. Exactly. It caught, <laughs> caught up at yeah. the end. Not the other Mister Freeze. Mm. This that Mister Freeze. Uh, anyway, this is uh, sort of a warm up. We discussed last week. We made the announcement. You and I hosting on Thursday and Friday on the DA show, and we now have the full roster, if you will. The programs have been printed. Mm. Uh, Pete the Body Balotti will maintain his spot as audio director. Andrew Kaplan will still be on the Watch DA stream. You're still going to do updates as well, which we've kind of discussed formatting on that. But we do get a wild card thrown in, in that the Shepmeister. I know Shep is coming in. He's parachuting in to be the producer now. It should be noted as far as guest booking goes. I've had some stuff pitched to me, so I don't have anything confirmed, but it looks like I'm going to have booked the guest, which means that takes part of what Shep's producer role will be. Mm. Shep just came up to me in the newsroom. Hey, Mraz, man. Uh, okay, so what do you need me? And I gave over everything. He's going to send through topic list for us, really try to be a part of it. I ask you this question in a serious manner. Mm. How much actual production do we take from Shep as we embark on this show? Meaning, like, how much do we give him to do, or what do we accept he's like, going to do on his like own? Like, if he's going to do stuff on his own, my question is, how much do you think Shep is going to actually contribute to what we actually produce on the air, me and you? Well, the percentage will be low because he's going to do a lot. Okay. He's so going like, to hustle. If he, let's, right. So, like, let's say he gives us 10 things, ideas, production pieces. Right. We might only use two or three. So, like, it's going to look, you know, it's going to seem like a low number. Right. But, like, I think that's a good a good way to go. Okay, now, but do we feel like if all his things suck, do we have to throw him a bone because he put the work in? How do we treat a yeah, chef I here? Yeah, I think you got to take one or two just to, like, let the let the effort pay off. Okay, because you don't want to lose him because you're going to need him on Friday, right. too. And and, we're, and, you know, he's not going to give us nonsense either. Like, it's not going to be like... <laughs> well, I think you might be giving him too much credit. I mean... In his 19-page email breaking down Wednesday night's NBA schedule, there's probably a nugget or two in those 19 pages <laughs> that, that we can use. All right. And say, you know, this is from straight from the, from the mouth of Shep. Okay. Now, will you stand for Pete getting in our ears about break times and, and trying not to fall the way DA has gone with breaks? Well, okay, so today's Tuesday when we're recording this. He did yes. it to me again today. Right. I think in the, my last update it was when DA and I were discussing the NFL CBA at 9.44. He gets into my ear. He was frantically panicked behind what the other side of the What I don't understand, on top of the fact that he's making this break a bigger deal than it has to be, is I can't do anything about it. Right. I can't right. throw the break. If goes to you at whatever time he goes to right. you, then that's it. And, like, I physically can't go to – I mean, I can physically throw the break, but I can't just tell DA to be quiet right. and go to break so Pete's happy. So, like, yeah. I don't know wh- – why is he telling me? This is why I'm tying this in and asking this question. The truth is Pete gets so beyond frustrating with break times. And if you guys are listening to the DA show that you may not even notice. Yeah. But – it, with the new structure of the morning show, our final segment 
tends to be the shortest segment now because our middle segment is really expanding because we have your update and another topic and everything like that. Right. Sometimes stunned to a news or Trash Tuesday or Dojo. There's other things. Pete in his his mind is so frustrated. I think sometimes he might have a point, but so frustrated with our break time in that middle thing that he's afraid to tell DA, I think, in his mind. Like, DA, you know, you got to be breaking early. You got to be going to bogus earlier. Like, I think he's so scared of even hearing from DA that he'd rather take it out on you. So therein lies my point. If it's you and I hosting, yeah. and DA now is cleared out for these two days, is Pete now suddenly going to want to flex some serious muscle on us? Well, I, I yes, because he's also going to have Shep next to him, and that's another dynamic where... No matter who fills in, Pete likes to do be Pete in front of them. Right, let let them know so, I'm important. Right, we got to do this, we got to do that. Here's how it should be. Right. If it's a day where you're not here, it might be like, I don't like when Mraz does this. Like, so he's like he's gonna take his chances to flex on Shep and also know that he might have a little more leeway with us because neither one of us is DA. Do we need this? I don't think so. I'm already now getting anxious. But I will. I would sign up for Pete going really rogue. And if we were still talking at like Fire. 47, just go to break. <laughs> just hit the button, cut us off cold, and just go to break and send a message that way. Now, we, we both can admit, because obviously you did a lot of on the morning show filling in with Taz or Moose. Mm, or right? even Gio and or, Brian Jones right, before that. Yeah. Prior. This has been a staple situation for you to slide in when a morning show host has been. Yeah. You've been a big part of this. You've been a bread and butter. I'm looking forward to doing this with you in the DA realm. With all of that being said, you've still done updates while you've done it. You've done a little double dip of the chip, For the most part, yeah. The DA updates, obviously, with including the stunt to a news, now the dojo of death situation. There's more on your plate. Are you worried about being able to commit to all of that while still hosting? I mean, I I would, in a perfect world, partially, mostly because I'm lazy, I would love for it to just be me and you hosting and an anchor come in. But part of the reason why this works is because DA leaves... And you and I move over a seat, but I keep my job. So the only person we're really replacing in the end is you on the producing side. Right. And that's a different... Let's be honest. It saves the company money well, to do whatever. that. Well, whatever. So, so like part of... <laughs> we can be part, honest. I mean, on top of, I would hope, like a programming decision like Andrew and Sean are going to sound good. The way we presented it was also, yes, a business side win as well, which I would think helped them say yes to the whole arrangement right. in the first place. So, but my only... My, my real concern is... The extra stuff, like, not stunned. I mean, it takes, that, that takes an extra two or three minutes. But, like, we have Dojo on Thursday, right? right. And, and, and you know the big guys listening. We got to do it. Right. So, like, that's the one where I'm not sure exactly where I can, where I'll, where I'll physically do. Because the way I've done it now is the way you guys hear where it's like, round one, pick your weapon, Mark right. Johnson. Like, I, now those are all, those all pre- exist already. But then I put them together, mix them together. So it's one file. So I just hit play, and all of those things go through. Right. And that's after we find the three, four, or five cuts that we want to play. Right. Maybe we don't even have them, so we got to find them. So it's there's a little bit of production and effort that goes into that that I would normally do in between my updates, but now I'm going to be talking to you in between my updates. So... I'm going to have to be running in and out of our studio a right. lot during commercial breaks. And, and the good thing is you have the benefit of not doing a 5.30 a.m. Eastern update. That'll help Amy. a little bit to get a head start. And, like, the update itself, I can kind of, I can, um, like, I would only write my entire right. script. Almost every single word I'm going to say. But now you're already to be do talking that anyway. this one, right. And I think it'll naturally, what's going to happen, because it's, it's what's happened in the past, like, it's going to morph into half update, half conversation, even more than it does now. 
So I don't need to have everything written down because True. it's going to have a different kind of natural flow to it. But making Dojo sound good is right now my concern. And that's a little behind the scenes of what's going to yeah. happen here on Thursday, Friday. But I can't. I you're going to finish. Well, up? I was going to say, and the way my head works, like that's my only concern right now. Not like what are we going to talk about? Right. Am I you know excited? What? Am I nervous? Like I just want to get Dojo over with so I know that it's done. Maybe this is cockiness. Maybe maybe there's an ounce of laziness to this. But I mean, you could attest. I got to be honest. I have yet to do a show co-hosting. So every time I've in hosted, your life. Well, not my life, but since working at CBS Sports Radio, okay. getting the opportunity. So I've now gotten a chance, whether it's on a fill-in basis or eventually the pork store, two and a half years of hosting shifts. I've lost count on how many I've actually done. Obviously, not nearly as many as DA doing the five this week. But on a full-blown, like, other than, like, what's now become of my sidekick role with DA mm. producing. But I'm talking about, like, power chair next to somebody in the studio. No producing on my plate whatsoever. Co-hosting. This will actually be the first time I've fully done it. I'm doing it with you. So... I usually get really paranoid, like, when I was doing the pork store, like, a week, okay, what am I thinking of? I would overthink it sometimes. I think the idea of knowing that I'm talking with somebody the whole time, I feel less pressure about it. I really do. Yeah, I mean, and— Like, topic-wise, I just feel like we know what topics are going to come. I think the conversation between us will come easy. It'll be funny, and right. we'll be fine. And we always have Pete and Shep to make fun of. Right, of course. Yeah. And we have a like, bunch of built-in things that kill some time. Exactly. Too, and then like, all of a sudden, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like really not—like, honestly, I, I know it might sound cocky or arrogant. Maybe I'm not doing the no, toughness no. of it justice. I'm not that worried about it. No. And I'm, again, you'll, we'll get to 10 super fast. Me and Pete and Shep will stay, keep doing work, and you'll go home. And exactly. everybody wins. Ten oh five train, yeah. no question. All right, and uh, I just wanted to, we can't leave without just quickly bringing up, did you see Pete talking horses? On I, the, I saw and I heard it. Did you think that was coming out of Pete's no. mouth? No. And I, and Horse I, juicing is his thrash Tuesday? And it it's was, a virus ravaging the world. Yeah. He's worried about horse juicing. And it was strangely, um, he sold it well. It was, he was emotional. He was succinct. He got sold to his it. point. I, I believe he was annoyed. Yeah, almost as if he had a horse that was taken and, right. and doped. And right. breaking his little heart in front of him. It just was something I would have never seen coming from I didn't even Pete. know he, that he knew horse racing existed, to be honest. And I <laughs> <laughs> I want to be honest about it. We have crushed Pete for his trash Tuesdays. I liked it. Yeah, I mean. I it was, thought he did a good job. It was a legitimate trash, as right. opposed to, like, being mad at people who, like, have breakfast in the park. <laughs> which was more, like, you know, don't know what they want at the bagel store in the morning. Right. But, it, but that trash coming from him was never on the table. No. Never. That almost felt like a dojo of death, so to speak. And himself. I hope Kaplan got your reaction, your face. I was stunned. Stunned. Because usually, usually he'll pepper me with what he wants to do. He held back today. You know, here I am bashing peanut butter delivery, and he came back with, I've had it with the horse doping scandal. Now, last week, you thought, like, he stole something, right? No, or, like, it was, he, like, it was off he, the rundown, or it was, like, did, topical. It was a segment we had just done 20 minutes earlier, and he was. just, like, tr- I for- honestly forgot already what it was, and so, he just... He just trashed, like, oh, I want to continue this. Tra-. Like, we just did this for 20 minutes, Do you man. think he had nothing else and this was another topical grab, or does he— Well, this was in the topic list. Right. We never got—like, it was not in DA's rundown. Uh, even if it was, I I walked away believing that Pete really cared about this and was really angry about it. And just, I if for any of us to bring up horse racing and be this angry about it, I never would have saw this coming from Pete. I really wouldn't have. So, we, do we follow up somehow? Like, do we create some kind of foundation in Pete's name to— Oh, raise money for that's a good doped idea. horses or like have a guest on Thursday or Friday. Oh, can't be Jody. He's got that Rona. <laughs> no, he does not. I can't say he does not. Everybody knows I'm kidding. All right. Uh, you can follow Andrew Bogish on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great rest of the week, everyone.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.